Hello and welcome to the home for infinite losers. It's the podcast where in the next five minutes we're going to talk about everything that's Dragon Ball. Uh, all of it. Every all, every all of it. All I'm of Luke. It? I'm Luke. I'm all of it. It's all of it. You're all that, of it. That's Mike. That's M. You're full of it. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Emily. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the kind <laughs> of energy we need. Yup. And you're Michael, right? Yeah, I'm Mike. That's Luke. That's Emily. Yes. Hi. All all true facts. We're all all of us to, are here. To talk about some Dragon Balls. Yeah. God, the intro. I've just realized this. the The intro song for Dragon Ball is very long. It's yeah, like it's super long. And Fifteen seconds or something like. Yeah, that. it's like twice as long as anime ops normally are. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Like at the time, maybe they were longer. Yeah, maybe. I don't watch that many animes from back from this time, like yeah. this and Sailor Moon. I just know what Sailor I have to Moon's sc- more when Dragon yeah. Ball Z came out, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sailor Moon started in I think ninety two, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think um, maybe they they used to be longer because like the I don't know, maybe they felt less like they needed to be music videos, right? And also like maybe they just didn't change as often. Sure. Because like, yeah. like you know, the anime seasons getting like a licensed song from a from a popular artist, and then having like two or three different ops throughout the course of a season is like a big thing right. now. Yeah. So, whereas this is just this is just the Dragon Ball intro. It just goes until right. we get to Z. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I have no idea. We'll find out. Uh, I know the Z one, at least the American Z one. It's like the same song, and like. I think 60% the same footage the whole time, but they, like, cut in footage from, like, the current arc. Um, watching Dragon Ball Z on DVD when in Japanese, um, I think it was, like, the same theme song at least until the Freeza arc. Yeah. Because they're very deeply into Dragon Ball. Like, that's... Yeah, it's the da 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 yeah, no, totally. I, don't think, I don't think the footage behind it changed either. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, the tournament begins. The tournament begins. The tournament? The Tenkaichi tournament begins. It begins. Japanese title. And has a very atmospheric opening. Yeah, it's got, got... Like, these gongs playing, and then like it's got the sun rising, and yeah. it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, you know, we, foggy uh, morning. We're going really fast into the episode. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you see... the show stuff, go watch Silver Pines. That was the pre-show stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh we basically watch uh, Goku and Krillin continue their training. Right. It's the same stuff from last time, but now they got the turtle shells. Yeah. And uh, again. So I guess I'm just so used to like animation cutting corners and shows cutting corners. And I guess maybe this is something that Teenagers of that Attitude infected me with. But, uh. it's, but when, like, when I say we're just seeing the same stuff as before... Right, it's new footage stuff, of the same stuff. Yeah, it's not literally the same footage. They animated the same events happening in a different way. Right, yeah. right. No, I mean, like, it's not just because of that. Cause, I mean, like, I can't, I can't remember even, like, um, Digimon and Pokemon using a lot of reused... Um, less so Pokemon, using a lot of reused animation 
yeah. for a lot of things. So like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure we're gonna get to some some super cut corners eventually. Oh, Mike, series. you have no idea. But like, at least for now, like, this show is really impressive in like, in just its willingness to go out of its way to like, you know. I don't know, just for the artistry of it. Like, the, like honestly, as, as rough as the show's gotten in terms of some of the content, you know, some of the yeah. jokes, some of the Roshi stuff, this show's been bl- just beautiful from square one. Yeah, like, the only, like, minor knock against it is that there's times when the, uh, the frame rate is a little low on the animation, but you're right that there's, like, a lot of new animation. Like, there, it's, it feels less like a corner cut and more like we can't... prioritizing where the work and the money is going... Yeah, prioritizing like variety over detail. Yeah, which I, I think is is a defensible decision at the very least. Yeah, yeah I um, like it. I will say, yeah, especially in Z, there will definitely come a time when it turns into like everyone can fight, can punch and kick very fast, and it's the the trick of these two characters are going to be in the middle of the frame, and we're going to have three frames of them with their arms and legs in different positions that we're going to loop super fast to just make it look like they're just in a volley of punches and kicks. So we're going to just show that for, I don't know, a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but this is like, uh, this. yeah, it, it shows that they get better at the training. And one of the scenes that I really like is being chased by the shark. And then they just start like lapping him. And yeah. the shark is just like, what the fuck's going on? Like, right. he's so confused and upset that they lapped him. Yeah. <laughs> it's but really cute. Then we get to dinner. Oh, yeah. why did the why did the fast track for the funny part and go straight to the the horrible horrible part? I mean, because I mean, we we kind of said what there is to say about the first part. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the stuff yeah. from last episode, but faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a joke, and this might just be in the dub of like Goku asking Krillin, like kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit about like, you know, okay, I get that we're deliberately doing the same thing every morning. How is this T Rex here every time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 joke isn't in the original. It's some other kind of conversation, but it's nothing yeah. important. It's just yeah. I've been talking yeah. about like, oh, I hope we get to learn from Master Roshi soon. Yeah. Right. So this this dinner scene actually starts off kind of nice with we get the idea that like because Goku and Krillin are now burning about fifty billion calories every day. Right. Yeah. They're eating just an absolute fuckload of food, including rice. I love it. I, lo- yeah. I love I love scenes like this in shows where the the characters are just like gobbling food down. It's Goku just... has always been a hungry boy from the start, but this is the beginning yeah. of him being able to like eat the food of a small nation and still be hungry. Yes, yeah, like this is, it's, and even Roshi's very... like surprised. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, DC Comics The Flash kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm superhuman, but like. We're gonna we're gonna make one concession to physics, and it's that like, I burn a lot of calories. I need to eat a lot of food, right? Yeah. Which in some ways, like, I, I appreciate the effort, but also in a lot of ways that just raises more questions than it answers. And maybe it's best just to not think about it. Yeah. No, I I, I like it because it means that if I got flash powers, I could eat a lot, and that sounds right. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I also kind of like the whole like I really like mom launch. Uh-huh. She's really good in this episode and a few scenes. Like I like here when she's like yeah. serving them food and everything, and they keep asking for seconds, but then everything goes downhill very fast. Yeah, so yeah. Roshi drops a meatball, and it, it it at least seems unintentional at first, but then when he drops it, he realizes, oh, 
this is an opportunity for me to crawl it's under the table. Probably right? not a meatball, but yes, yeah, something like no, that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like a meatball. I, it's mm. it is probably a ball of meat of some kind. Yeah, it could be like that. it's like a Swedish meatball, but it's it's some kind of it's it's a ball of food of some kind. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems too round to be a dumpling. I don't know. Um, it could be like like maybe a sweet and sour pork or something like that. Sure. Know. Yeah. 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 The, the, like the a takoyaki is, or something. Yeah, but the, the point is, it rolls under the table, and Roshi kind of chases after it a bit, and fakes not being able to pick it up with the chopsticks as it rolls further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Well, he doesn't fake it. He like tries to, and then he notices something. Yeah, which is that Launch has a, a dress with a you know knee length skirt, and while he's under here, he could use the chopsticks to pull her skirt up. <sighs> Take a bit. Every it's really bad. Like why? Every fucking time. Every time. So the thing that gets her out of this situation the first time is that Krillin and Goku have eaten so much that when they request seconds, she's like, oh, you ate all the rice in the little rice thing I had, but don't worry, I made a fucking, like, it's it's, it's one like of those... A, it's like one of those baskets of, like, apples. Yeah. Full yeah well, I was, was going like, to say, it's rice. one of those, like, uh, little, like, tubs that, like, people would use yeah. on a washboard to wash clothes in back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like a yeah, wash yeah, basin. Yeah. 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 I just think it's not the word for that, but I, yeah, that's just, what I thought with, it was. just piled high with just white rice, and yeah, puts it on the table, and it's so heavy that the table breaks and crushes Roshi under it. And, and you like, know. I yeah. just like, I just like, why this isn't funny? Like, why do people think this is funny? Like, it's yeah, not, it's just, and it's, it's like just him being a pervert. And it's such a hair. bummer to like look at this that was made. This is '80s still, right? Yeah. Like we said, like eighty-eight, eighty-nine, or something. Uh, actually, the Funimation website lists the year of uh, oh, show. Oh, eighty-six. On the page. Yeah, eighty-six. That's you know, thirty years ago. It is such a bummer to watch like My Hero Academia today. That's like currently coming out, and they're doing the same fucking kinds of jokes. Yeah, you know, that little grape boy, whatever. With a is. shitty little grape boy. Yeah, and it's just not funny. Like. They, a guy being perverted and then getting beaten up isn't funny. Like he's yeah. still being a, a creep. Like right. this isn't. They fucking because it's it's the it's really shitty because like and it goes in that whole that he gets like, beat like up is supposed to to justify it, but like right. like his the thing he's doing is supposed to be like wish fulfillment for some portion of the audience. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it it's like up. it's yeah, and I think it is a little bit like. Oh, like men being men, like oh, those guys. Right. Like, it's, well, and it's like the My Hero like, Academia stuff like is it. even worse in some ways because it's like they shit on Minetta for being Minetta, but then it will like like it's like they're at the hot springs and he wants to climb the wall to look at the girl side and they're all like ugh, gross, and then he gets punched in the face or whatever. But then it does cut over to the girls in the like it's giving you the the, the cheesecake cover. anyway. Yeah, and it's like it, it's like implicitly suggesting that you're on Minetta's side here. That and it yeah. makes yeah, it's that's a good show, but every like now and then it makes me just very upset. Yeah, it's it sucks that they can have such good content and such good characters of a good values, especially in My Hero Academia. Right, yeah, and yeah. then like have this other character. Like, why does it have to be there? It's it's an, it's an every shown in anime. Yeah. Like, every single one has this. I was trying to think. I don't think... 
And then it, it, it makes me think, like, did the guy actually want to put Mineta in his comic, or was he just like, oh, this has to happen because it's Shonen? No, I'm pretty sure he has talked about how, like, Mineta is the character he most relates to. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Why? How could a guy who writes characters that interesting and good, and women that strong, yeah. to then, like... Also, be a total creep. It's yeah. not. It doesn't make any sense. I was gonna say I, the the one shonen anime I can think of that doesn't have a pervert character, a pervert, off the top of my head is Full Metal Alchemist, which is written by a woman. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. no. Right. I mean, listen. If there's anything we've learned about society, it's that like a person could do really, truly great creative work and be an absolute piece of shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was gonna say yeah, because like. Roy Mustang, there's like one or two episodes where he acts like that, and then it's like the veneer drops. He's like, oh no, he was acting like that as like a front, and it's a bunch of shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's not an ongoing thing, and you don't get the the like double-sided like, oh, but we're going to show less, the audience. He's less extreme about it, because he's, he's more like, ah, oh, he's a ladies' man, and right. kind of flirts around, but yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, like, exactly. uh-huh, I'm going to peek up this girl's skirt. Like, exactly. it's not the same. He's, like, just, he's just very flirty in a way that's I, a little aggressive. Maybe this yeah. is giving, again, I have not watched Full Metal Alchemist, and maybe this is giving that character too much credit. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of, like, at this point, people expect this character to happen in your anime. Like, uh-huh. you expect it. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of introducing what at first blush seems like the designated pervert character and having it be a fake-out. Well, so it's not even that, because he's not introduced that way. We can spoil Full Metal Alchemist, because I feel like talking about it more than Dragon Ball right now, so let's do it. It's a thing where that show... Just like Spoiler this, warning, everybody. Yeah, spoiler warning for Full Metal Alchemist, I guess. You should just stop listening to this and go watch... I, I have not seen the end, I will say that. I, I'm not spoiling the end. I, I will not spoil the end of it. Uh... But go watch all the Full Alchemist Brotherhood. It's a very good show. Yeah, Mike, we should watch it together. Oh, you Cassie, definitely should. Cassie it rules. Cassie loves Alchemist. But the, um... Cassie's so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, that show is set in, like, a, a fantasy version of World War II-era Germany. Uh, where it's not, like... I think early on it's not explicitly a fascist state. And then the more you learn about the world and the setting, it's like, oh no, this place is super fascist. And most of the characters are members of the military that are also, like, realizing that they're part of this horrible fascist machine and starting to, like, try to fight against it. And he get like, the thing with him is that he, like, starts to get in trouble with the upper, like, management for doing that. So there's, like, an episode or two where, like, it's like, oh, he got a new girlfriend and he's in his office constantly flirting with her nonstop. And then there's a reveal that it's like, no, 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 actually, that is a sniper that he is talking to using coded language to like yeah. carry out a mission and it's a it's cool really thing. Good. It's a really good God, part. it's a good part. I love Fulmalkovist. God, <laughs> why aren't we doing a show about that instead? Because <laughs> yeah, we can't talk th- about things that end within a reasonable amount of time. Let's just cancel Hiffel and do a full metal alchemist podcast. <laughs> I'm on. You know, full, mm-hmm. full metal podcast. Uh, no, we won't. We won't do that. People like full, the show. Full metal ca- podcast. Full cast <laughs> podcastist metal. Full no. Full castle alchemist. Podcastle alchemist. There we go. I finally got it. I don't think. I don't think you got it. <laughs> Equivalent podcasting. So, Philosopher's uh, cast. The this Philosopher's Cast. already be a Full Metal Alchemist podcast out there. Oh, I'm sure... I, oh, yeah, because there's no Dragon Ball podcast yeah, out true. there. 
Right. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Goku and Krillin have something they really want to show Master Roshi, and it's that they can push the rock. He told them that, like, I'm not going to teach you how to fight until you can push this rock. And he's like, oh, shit, I guess I actually have to teach them how to fight now. Yeah. Huh. Because he didn't expect them to ever push that rock. Right. Which is kind of the first sign of things spiraling out of control later. Yes. Is this idea that Goku and Krillin are already far stronger than Roshi ever assumed they were going to be. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. This tournament arc is going to kind of end up being about that. Uh, It's... I, I... Again... I like Master Roshi's character in this arc, other than the parts where he's, you know... Yeah. Master Roshi. Yeah. Because yeah. he's gonna have a lot of good stuff in this tournament arc. Yeah. But, uh, he tells them that he actually, actually has nothing left to teach them. Because, really, all that matters is training your body... And, uh, you know, the rest is just experience, and that's why they're getting in the tournament to gain experience. Yeah, I don't know how accurate that is, but it's interesting, at least. I feel like there's definitely some degree of bullshitting on his part here. But also, like, Yeah, I mean, like, a... I mean, it, it's, just, it's just Dragon Ball fighting, though, because, like, right. it, it, the, the series just becomes that, where it, it, you just need to be stronger. You, they never have to learn new techniques or anything. Well, sure they do. It, like, Goku has to learn the Kaioken. Okay, but, like, that happens, like, two times, and usually it's just them trying to become stronger. The thing is, again, I said this as someone who's never studied martial arts. Right. So I, I could be in completely full of shit here. But, like, listen, there there are methods and teachings and, and techniques to martial arts, but there's it's not the whole anime or video game kind of thing of, like, okay, now I'm going to teach you how to do fucking Wolfang Fist. Like, that doesn't... Oh, no, sure. Oh, no, no, no. But, but I mean, there I mean, is like, such a thing as, like... There are fighting techniques that, like... And there are forms and different styles, like... Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, again, like, it doesn't matter how many T-Rex's Goku outruns, he was not doing a Kamehameha until Roshi kind of showed him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I suspect is the only move Roshi actually knows. Uh, I'm trying to think, I think that's the only... I think that's the only, like, you know fighting game move that Roshi I, I just think it's funny that they went to Turtle Style school, and a Turtle Style is just being stronger than the other guy. Which, to be fair, I mean, <laughs> he has them take the turtle shells off and jump, and they jump, like, 300 feet No, I mean, air. like, it's effective. Like, right. Like, yes. I, like, don't think, <laughs> I don't think we get there yet. I think first he gives them an even heady, heavier set of turtle shells first. Oh, you're right, you're right, yeah. Yeah. So, because I think what he does at first is they move the rocks, and then he's like, Oh, I actually meant this, uh, this other rock. And well, no, no, I think in this well, one he just says, was, yeah, that was, that was last time. time. This time he, like, looks at it and says, like, oh, jeez, I should have given them, like, a mountain. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, the entire now, point wait, was to give them an impossible he, thing to keep striking. Yeah, yeah, and then, and, and then after that, he's just like, like, listen, guys, that was bullshit. I just, because I, there's nothing, there's no form for me to teach you. You're already learning what I need to teach you. Yeah, like, I mean, not to, to more of yeah. that. Not to get too much into the upcoming episodes, Roshi's going to have a lot of, like, stuff coming up about how he's worried that because they are getting so strong so young that they're going to give up because they think that they've, like, just reached the absolute peak and there's nowhere for them to go. Uh, but, like, yeah, this, 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 it kind of reminds me a little bit of Mr. Miyagi with the sure, whole, like... Yeah. I'm not going to teach you uh, a fighting style, but, you know, wax this 
car, you know, kind of right, thing, right? right? Like, it's kind of the same thing where he's like, oh, like, I'm not teaching you styles, but I am secretly. Like, maybe, like, you oh, know, I like see the, yeah, the yeah. plowing is, like, kind of giving them some kind of, like, hand move they can use. Like, I don't know, like, that, but, the you thing know. Is, like, it's... He's not giving them specific ways to plow or really, like... And, like, the specific way he's giving them to run is just skip or do zigzags or... Yeah, I, I, I really I, think, like, I really think the turtle school is just get swole. Yeah, I, I no, buy I the know. idea what like, he's I, saying. I, I, I kind of... I, 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 yeah, the, the scene in The Karate Kid, that's him doing the wax on, wax off motion to block the punches, and this is just them jumping. Right. Well, no, but I mean, I, I, I buy what Master Roshi's saying that, like... I know, but I, I, it would have been kind of uh, no. cool to have a moment like that, though. Yeah, but no, I buy what he's saying that, like, I'm training you to be strong, and then if you want to actually learn how to fight, just go fight some dudes, and just, like, you will learn how to fight by doing fighting, you know? Yeah. That makes, yeah. that, I think that, you know, there, there definitely is logic to that, but... Yeah, there is there is some merit to... Well, have, and having a really strong foundation in your body first. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. There is some merit to the to Roshi's method of teaching, even if it does seem like he's doing it by the seat of his pants. Right. And there is also something to the idea that, like, yeah, you kids don't know any fighting yet. We're gonna start you off by entering you into the World Martial Arts Tournament. <laughs> like, the World Championship of all fighting. Start yeah. there! See how it goes. Yeah, trial by fire, I mean, let's go. Be, I will say, to be fair, they both already know martial arts. Right, yeah. So, yeah. And that even kind of further makes Roshi's thing make a little bit more sense there, because, like, your grandpa already taught you forms. Right. And, like, the Shaolin monks already taught you forms, Krillin. Right. Now you're just, like learning how to do those things better by being stronger. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, so they're doing but, some yeah. construction. And, uh, and Krillin asks Goku, like, hey, do you think we have any shot of not just getting horribly creamed at the tournament? Yeah. And, you know, they have a little bit of a heart-to-heart about yeah. that. And then we cut to the woods. <laughs> Where Yamcha's doing some training. Yeah. He's right. saying is hang out in the woods and kill animals with my bare hands. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> he's doing a lot of like, like him being like a feral animal. Like he's running on all fours at one point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they animate him like a wolf. Yeah, and he does a bunch of cool... cool. One thing yeah. I think is hilarious though, his hair has gotten much longer and the impl- implication is just he's been out in the wilderness on his own for an extended period of time. Uh-huh. His beard is so shitty. It's like if when I try to grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you don't see that in this scene, because it's all just very... It's in shadow, like, I mean, there's only two colors. You kind of get it if you look closely. They, they, yeah. they draw it in some of the shots, but, like, it is just yeah. the wispiest, peach-fuzziest horse shit of a beard. And That's I really kind of bad. love that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, because <laughs> and plus, after, like, the shadow part, it lightens up, and you see Yamcha there of his little, like... Yeah. Yeah, his little scruff on his, his his chin, and then just the mustache of scruff. Oh, the mustache <laughs> is so shitty. It's just scruff. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not out to make fun of people who can't grow facial hair. All right. Listen, no. Like some some folks can't, and it's fine. There's nothing I wrong can't. with that. But like, I do. I like the juxtaposition of this. Like, we're going to show right. Yamcha as this warrior animal. He has become the wolf, but also he just he can't grow hair for the life of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it cuts back to the city. I don't think they've named this city yet, right? I don't no, think so. Is this... Because obviously we haven't seen Bulma's house yet, but is this... I think the idea is that she went home, right? 
Yeah. I think so. Actually, I think this is the first time we've seen them in the city, because the last time we checked in on Bulma, Yamcha, and the crew... They well, were they were in a dojo, dojo, but I think they were in a dojo right. in the city. Yeah, yeah I, I, is... I definitely took that to be there, yeah. yeah so let's take... Can we talk about this fucking sci-fi-ass World of Tomorrow city? Yeah, I was gonna say, I did look it up because I wanted to check, because Capsule Corporation is based in West City, so that is what city this is. Yes. Okay. Austin. Yeah, because I remember them being named after, like, just directions. Yeah, yeah it's, there's, like, a West City, North City, South City, East City. Yeah, so, so folks, un- unless you've forgotten the conceit of this podcast, and I wouldn't blame you if I feel like we started 500 million years ago... Right. Um, I have not watched Dragon Ball. I have not watched ahead. I like everything I know of the series ahead of this is purely through cultural osmosis. Yeah. The fact that we spent so much time on like small islands and in the wilderness and at like yeah, rustic shacks and like ancient dojos and shit. And then like here's just fucking 1950s retro future fucking capsule cities and monorails and every building is a fucking orb. And it's just like, yeah. It what the fuck is happening? It's very much cars. Akira Toriyama just draws whatever he feels like and does not care if it's cohesive or not. <laughs> Which I, I respect. I kinda, no, I really love it. I love I love Dragon Ball's whole like it's super sci-fi, but just outside that sci-fi city, there's like this untamed wilderness of tyrannosauruses and shit. Yeah, and I love yeah. it. It's good. <laughs> I like, like the idea I that like. The- uh, civilization can advance incredibly far in the safe areas of this right. world, but there's some places that are just too dangerous to go. Because I mean, like maybe there's fucking Satan himself in a castle somewhere, you know? Right? Yeah. I'm never, I'm uh, never gonna let us forget the Devil Castle. No, the Devil Castle has happened. They fought Satan. Yeah. It was a different continuity, maybe, but well, they, it happened. Right? They did combat Some with the Morning the Star. Star in the face. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, Bulma walks out into traffic. Yes, she's she's pissed because she's... I don't know if Yamcha just didn't tell her where he was going or if he's just been gone longer than they expected or what. Yeah, I think he's just been gone longer than they expected. Like, he was going to go train in the woods, but it's been, like, a really long time and he hasn't, like, sent them anything. And, yeah. yeah, And and Poir's trying to tell her, like, listen, he'll be back, and Oolong, being a piece of shit, is just like, nah, let's face it, he moved on from you, kid. Um, Right. And Bulma... I guess just distracted because she's too busy being angry, walks out into the street with her groceries. What happens is is, is or- an orange falls out of her bag, and she turns yeah. to, to grab it as it rolls away, but it rolls yeah. into the street, and she doesn't pay attention. And, and there's uh, a big semi-truck. This yep. truck is... Listen, I get it. Semi-trucks are big. You know, right. uh, it's, yeah. it's Sonic Adventure too big. This, yeah, one. this, is, this is the fucking gun truck. This thing's enormous. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it does not hit her because a mysterious stranger jumps out and like tackles her to the sidewalk. Well, I will keep in mind that the, the, like it's a, it's a there's a commercial break between like oh she's gonna get hit and then what sure. Luke's describing. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it, Mulma doesn't recognize him. Yeah, Mulma doesn't recognize him because well, of his I, long hair and she, she doesn't know she... who it is. And at first she's like oh I got rescued by a hunky feeling guy, and then she looks up. Because she's like, thank you very... And then she looks up, and then he's all creepy-looking because of a yeah. stupid beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb that she doesn't recognize him, because, like, listen, his hair's gotten a lot longer, but it was already pretty long. And again, he has yeah. a beard now, but it's not very good. So right. he doesn't <laughs> look significantly Which, different from before. And in the Japanese... And it's not even like he got a tan, because he lived in the desert before. In, in the yeah. Japanese, she should have called him a molester. Mm, great. Oh, boy. 
But yeah. like, but like, why would she just assume that? Because he's got a shitty beard. Like, right. he saved her from a fucking truck. Like I said, yeah. she's 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 grateful immediately. She goes, "Thank you very." And then as soon as she sees his face, she calls him a molester. It's like fucked up, Bulma. What right. the fuck? But no, it's it's <laughs> I mean, Yancha, and everyone's happy to see him. Well, go ahead, I, I Mike. Wanna, I don't want to justify the creepiness of the show too much, but like, considering Bulma's life experiences over the last, let's say, a year or so. Yeah. Yeah, but she was she was like, um, like grateful, and then she right. wasn't when she saw his face. I mean, he, he's got a real creepy smile. I mean, I guess. He I mean, definitely like, looks like he's going to, yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to smile. He's been living in the woods beard. for a month. Like, she, yeah. she even <laughs> makes a point of like, okay, before we go anywhere else, we need to get you cleaned up. Right, he you probably smell doesn't like smell very good. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the Japanese, she goes, um, she says, like, I won't be dating a long-haired boy or something like that. Right. Uh, and she's his haircut. Which is a weird thing to say, because again, his hair was already long when she fell in love with him. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't this crazy though, I guess. And maybe that much he's back in the city. She's going to like, she's like, Oh, I want to be back in the city. I can fix some kind of thing. Like yeah, she yeah. kind of is like that with Yamcha a bit. Um, but yeah, what's funny too, is that she's really happy to see him. And then Puar is really happy to see him. Yep. And he starts giving all the attention to Puar. Uh-huh. And Bulma starts getting really mad because he just ignored her to talk to Puar. Yep. I mean, grand <laughs> scheme of things, Puar is his, best friend and I assume lifelong companion. Right. Almost just kind yeah, of but this that's... chick he started dating a few months ago. Yeah, but still. <laughs> he also, like, you know, it was gone for weeks about contacting her. She's reasonably angry. But, like, yeah. like Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. Then it cuts back to the boys. And this, I actually really, really like this sequence here. Mm-hmm. So... Roshi says, okay, boys, it's it's time to go to the tournament, but first, it's time to take our shells off. And they do. And then Goku and Krillin, like, and I guess they've been sleeping in their shells and everything, because, like, I guess it never occurred to them, like, to take their shell off and, like, see... I... Right. Like, he just tells them, like, hey, see how high you can jump, and then just pew, they're up in the air. Yeah. And they, they're, they like, they talk about how light they feel and how fast they can run, and it's really great. Right, they have a moment of, like, where they, like, land from the very high jump and then look at each other like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I mean, I watching uh, Hunter Hunter with Cassie, and oh. I thought that she had a really interesting, like, play on this, where, like, they weren't wearing anything super heavy, just that, like, like at first at least, it was just that everything in the house weighed, like, tons. Oh, so, true. like, the glass they had to pick up off a table weighed, like, 500 kilograms. Uh-huh. And the door, like, made, like, big creak, streaking moments when they had to move the door. So, and they had to live in this house. So that's how they trained, was that everything in the house was just super heavy. I just like that. Sure. And eventually they got, like, heavy clothes, and apparently their blankets were, like, super heavy, too, and shit. Like, it was, yeah. I just one thought of, that was... One of the most disheartening things about growing up is learning that the Dragon Ball thing of weighted training clothes doesn't... It's actually bad for you. It's very yes. bad for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, it's that'll just ruin bad. all your ligaments. But I love how, like, every every anime kind of copies that now, but I thought right. that Hunter x Hunter had an interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I also love that Launch has a gift for Goku and Krillin, and this, this leads to one of my favorite <sighs> images in the whole series so far... Mm-hmm. Goku and Krillin it's really in, cute. in fucking three-piece suits 
with massive fedoras. Yeah. And they just, they, I, I think they fist bump, actually. They might, yeah. And, I, I just love that Launch made it for them, too, and she's so right. proud of them. She's such a good mom. Yeah, I love Launch them. Is, Launch is pretty good. Again, Launch, again, is, for very, very different reasons, kind of entering the same category as Master Roshi for me, where, like... Uh-huh. Like, the, their character has a big punchline that is yeah. very good and stops being very funny, like, really damn quickly. But everything else about the character is really likable. Yeah, yeah like, they, yeah. they didn't really do a sneezing joke at all in this episode. Except in right. dub, they, he did have a throwaway line about sneezing. It's, but they, it's and in Japanese, because, like, they don't mention like, it at all. Yeah. Like, they, like... Yeah, it, it's weird because, like, I also like Evil Launch... But just like yeah, a dude. gag of like, oh no, she sneezed and now she's, you know, violent. Right, like, the, pro- the problem is when they write her just as a gag, which is most of the time. Yeah. yeah. But sorry, hun, go ahead. But, but I like that good launch got some like, you know, some good character moments here where she's like genuinely proud of these boys because she essentially mothered them for like a few months. Like, sure. It's really cute. Yeah. Did just sort of get kidnapped to this island to mother two boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she agreed to it once she got there. She could have left. Like you know. She could have. She could have. Yeah. And I mean, listen, Roshi aside, it's a pretty nice you know place to live and all that stuff. And And plus, she's 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 hiding from Popo. Yeah, she's hiding from the law. Um, (laughs) Also, another thing I really just like about this is that, I mean, listen, I love Dirtbag Krillin. I still do. Oh yeah. Um, Well, he's gone now, so. Well. it's also just really nice to see Goku and Krillin being friends. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because, like, I feel like... Because Goku, again, he lived by himself in the woods. This random girl showed up out of nowhere, basically used him as a bodyguard. Pretty much everyone else he knows in his life is either, like, a a really deeply flawed authority figure or someone who's just a rival because he fought him once. Yeah. And, like... And, listen, Krillin's still... Probably kind of a dirtbag, probably not the best influence on his life, but, like, Goku's got a best friend now, and that's nice. Yeah. No, that is nice. Yeah. Krillin is basically done being a dirtbag. As far as I remember, he's he's pretty much finished. I mean, he's still pretty sarcastic in this episode. He's sarcastic, but he's never, like, he's he doesn't have any schemes anymore or anything. I'm fine with that. I'm not. I miss him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was great, but I also do like them being friends. But they, he can, they can be friends, he could be a dirtbag, too. Yeah, those know. are exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also like, um, and I think this is something Emily and I talked about a lot when uh, when uh, we watched it together. Uh, Krillin basically is being one of those kids who's constantly trying to make play that he's a grown-up. Because we uh, see on the yeah. plane, and Krillin's oh, yeah. fucking reading the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's constantly trying to act older than he is to be like mature and cool right <laughs> yeah just the visual of him in a suit reading a newspaper is very and, funny yes and and then goku is right up like at the window looking outside like remarking on everything and talking yeah. about how it's not as fast as the um flying nimbus <laughs> yeah and then roshi grabs oh the god that was so bad like fuck off like, i wanted yep. her to just like like, I, I know she, she, like, hits him in the face, but then she's all like, oh, please excuse me. And I know she's kind of, like, probably fake saying it, but, like, right. well, yeah, he should be fucking kicked off fucking plane. Like, uh, Yeah. Um, yep. I, the thing is, though, the way that the show frames it, after he grabs her butt, he has a frightened look on his face. I think it was frightened that she reacts the way she does. Maybe. Because, like, it's before he she hits him. I don't know. I get the feeling that the show was trying to play it off as it was an accident, but, like, 
See, I was wondering I if he was trying to go for that too, but like, I don't know what he'd be reaching out for like that if not her butt. Yeah, it's I Roshi, so I don't give him any yeah, benefit no, of the doubt. This isn't me giving him the benefit of the doubt. This is me like sure. trying to piece together what the show's trying to tell me. He gets right, scared because yeah. she noticed, I think. I like, think so too, yeah. Uh, but so they fly over the city, and like, it goes like, wow, what's with all the stars being below us now? Which Ooh. is really cute. Yeah, I, I do like the occasional reminder that like, oh right, Goku is basically raised by wolves. Yeah. I, I do like and the stars. The stars being on the ground is a is a dub invention, but I very much like it. Like he's more like, oh, there's lights on the ground in the original. But I like just I like him just legitimately thinking there are stars down there. That's cuter. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they get off the plane. They take a cab to. Some and Krillin rolls his eyes at at you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we 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 go to this place it's the middle of the night when these signups are happening we're at this dojo and there is um a punahasapima pedalon from the simpsons is there what uh <laughs> that that's that's a poo's last name in the simpsons but, but uh, a okay. bad dude doing a, a bad fake uh, oh yeah, god yeah. yeah yep 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 yeah uh, Hank, that's Hank obviously area, not... ladies and gentlemen first uh, appearance on on uh, home for infinite losers uh, uh... <sighs> Yeah, it's it's bad. So we, I mean, this isn't our first encounter with racist accents on this show, but this one's rough. Yeah, and he's like the tournament announcer, so we're gonna hear him a lot probably. And he does, he doesn't have. I, I mean, like it sounds like he's got some kind of an accent in the Japanese version, but I don't. I can't imagine it's like directly trying to be Indian. So I'm I sure it's probably like listen. I mean, yeah, it very well might be, but like that's yeah. I mean, listen, other countries can be racist too. Yeah, but I don't know, like, if they'd have that kind of, um... Yeah, I could not talk, in, I, I, I know fucking nothing about, you know. Yeah, I don't know how much yeah. interaction they have with, like... I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think... Yeah, I, 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 no I don't think it's a stereotype as much as it is here, at least... I'm, 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 I don't I'm, know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. not gonna say one way or the what, other. What, I, I was saying it, it kind of sounded like, um... Like the the I don't I can't remember like what region it is, but the kind of region where you would have like country pumpkin or something like that. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, a, but, like um, is it Osaka? Could be Osaka. Then, yeah. Like, yeah. Whenever someone's from Osaka and then that gets dubbed, like they give them like a, a southern accent for some reason. There, there, there's two. There's them, one that's supposed to be the country bumpkin and they give them southern accents, and there's one that's like it's Brooklyn. a big city there and they always give them a Brooklyn accent. I think which that's is always Odaiba. Maybe yeah, they, yeah, like, they, they lean really hard into like the being uncultured part of the country because like they just give it whatever American analog we have for that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like we're getting really into the weeds here. Uh, basically, they go to sign up for the tournament, and the person doing the signing up uh, thinks Roshi's here to sign up himself. He's like, "No, I'm, I'm here to sign up these two children standing next to me." Yes. He's like, "Are wait, are you fucking serious?" Right. No, no, like, do, oh, uh, this isn't where you buy tickets for your seats. That's somewhere else. You can come back tomorrow during the day. He's like, no, nope, they're here to fight. Yeah. I do like that uh, way later on in Dragon Ball Z, they're going to go to the world tournament with, like, Goten and Trunks as little kids. They're going to be no, no, we have a junior, we have a kids division now because you fuckers <laughs> kept putting children into the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> So That's great. real good. And then they literally they there's a guy entered in the tournament that they beat up and steal his costume and do the two kids in a trench coat act in it because they want to fight in the grown up tournament. That's pretty good. 
so, but yeah, so we run into uh, Yamcha, who... Goku, his new haircut. His new haircut, who Goku doesn't recognize him without his hair. Right. Um, but he does the wolf fang of... fist. He's no really the same fucking looks like unless he has the exact right amount of hair. <laughs> I mean, this could be even a gag on, like, Akatoriyama's art, but he doesn't draw, like, that much difference in his characters. Sure. Like, it's kind of just the hair that sets them apart. Right. Um, true. Like, both <laughs> this and Bulma not recognizing him at first could could be just some gags that worked better in the manga. But yeah, I, like... I think it's just, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's, he's kind of also just kind of dumb. But yeah, he's wearing the exact same outfit, and he looks like, yeah, but yeah. Right. <laughs> I do like but, uh, as soon as he does the, Yamcha... the wolf fang fist, he, he recognizes yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Y- Yamcha's got his, his cool signature pose he does that all the kids love. Right. Uh, already. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's happy to see Goku. And Krillin, this is the first time he's beating Yamcha. That's true. He's like, yeah, who's this? Basically, is a whole scene where Krillin meets all of Goku's uh, other friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get, get to know him well, Krillin. You're going to be hanging out with him a lot on the C-string tier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's also a fun reunion between Bulma and Master Roshi. Oh god, I forgot. I forgot. You know what? I was unfair. Ooh, I, Krillin's I, better than Yamcha. Anyway, move on. I also I, I will say that I do kind of like you don't understand it. Oolong and, and, and Goku are super happy to see each other and they're like really friendly with each other and it's like yeah. why? But also <laughs> yeah. eh, it's kinda cute. Yeah. <laughs> they had some life or death experiences with each other. Yeah. Oolong yeah. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. It, has Oolong just mellowed out at this point, or are they just seems uh, like it? Yeah, I guess they're just moving on from the fact that he like was a kidnapping like hostage taker. Why do you bring up the past like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Live in the moment. The I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I, I understand again, mostly through cultural osmosis, that that's a Dragon Ball thing that like arbitrarily some people's past transgressions will be forgiven and other people's won't. <laughs> That's to well, some and, extent, and just an anime thing. Someone's continued... Tra- I mean, yeah, it's a very anime thing. But so- someone's continued transgressions will also be, you know, like, ignored. Because, you, again, you guys, you guys kind of mentioned it and backtracked, but this is where the Roshi scene happens. And right. he's doing, like... I, I forgot what he's saying in the English version, but he's definitely just saying in the, ba- in the Japanese ones. He's like, hey, how about Papa Papu again? Let me have he's a little Papa Papu like old times. In the, yeah. in the dub, he's talking about the... Hey, remember when you had yeah. a bunny suit? That was real cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, unless he just wants to put his face in her boobs, is what he's saying. Yep, 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 yep. And then Bulma does the hilarious hammer space gag of hitting wah. a pervert away. The giant hammer that she got. And then Oolong criticizes him for not having changed. And I'm like, come on, Oolong. <laughs> well, I mean, again, like we mentioned, maybe Oolong's matured. I don't know. Sure. Um, we we don't really get any indication one way or another. Not that we not that I really want one. Here's the thing. I I I would rather just not know than have Oolong come out and prove that he has not changed. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm assuming the whole like anime girl with the the hammer thing was already a dis- an established anime trope by this point. Seems like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like yeah, again, I I don't know how much. Because, like, Dragon Ball is credited with being, like, the origin point of a lot of tropes, and I don't know, like, yeah. how much of that It's is. not enough of a thing in Dragon Ball for me to think that... I don't think it started here, but... Because it just, like, happens. Like, it's not... 
I, I feel like wherever it started, it was like a running gag or something. Yeah. I'm looking so, it up, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it, it becomes morning and no one's outfit changes. And I don't know if everyone just kind of hung out here through the dawn or what. Yeah. Y'all remember Elgin is Shive, where the one of the characters' powers was literally just hammer space? Well, yeah, because uh, cause anime. Yes, because, and then they, it was the anime martial arts school was, like, where the the fighters all trained at. God, that, that comic. Luke <laughs> no, has no I idea have, what we're talking about. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't lived the the best life uh, of anybody, but I feel like I've I've done my best to make good choices and do the right thing, so... I don't know how I've ended up in a conversa- in a situation where I'm in a conversation about El Gunish Shine <laughs> in 2018. It's still going. It's still going. There was, Look, there it was didn't a recent, stop. There was a recent, <sighs> yeah, there was a recent um, uh, Needs More Gay about it, because it's a very queer comic, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> it's it's you, a paramount... Don't judge uh, me. I... It's too late for that, buddy. <laughs> All right, so moving on. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, it sounds like the the hammer thing started in Ronma one half. That makes sense. That yeah. doesn't make sense to me, but well, wait, why not? I feel like it wasn't that big of a deal in Ronma either. It was mostly just like. A con would pick up a table and like hit him with it. Well, I'm looking at tvtropes.org. The term hammer space originated in the Ranma one half fan fiction community. Ironically, well, largely I, as a result that, of fan. That, okay, yes, so, oh, wait. oh, wait, yeah, here we go. As neither the titular Ranma nor the character most associated with it exhibited this trope to an excessive degree, though it was present in the source material. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the term originated from Rama fans, but I don't think the yeah, actual the, the English way of describing the the thing happened in in with Ranma. So, like the yeah. actual concept probably started way earlier somewhere. Yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever. So it's it's dawn, and we're all just like we're all just still wearing the same things. Like like I guess everyone just stood around all night. But uh, they went to a hotel room and went to bed. It, 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 well. It might also be that, like, they all showed up at four in the morning, like, you know, getting an early start, you know? That's true. That's true. Um, but anyway, so this is where Roshi gives Goku and Krillin uh, the signature orange geese. Yeah. yeah! It's really cool. Yep, and they're they're excited to wear them, and yeah. Yeah, and so Roshi explains the the way elimination rounds are set up uh, for this, which is, I, I mean, I, I guess you have to, you have to get through a large number of entrants somehow. Right. Like, it feels really weird. It's just like, Hey, so everyone's just going to have these smaller matches in this more private area. And we're just, right. and we're not actually going to have you compete in front of an audience until we've whittled you down to eight people. It's like, um, like pools at a fighting game tournament or something like it. it it's definitely a thing that happens. Yeah. Do, do you think fighting game tournaments are set up that way because that's how it worked in Dragon Ball Z? I mean, possibly. I I guess I, I can't it's rule that out. A possibility. Yeah. But I mean, fighting game tournaments are usually also double elimination, which is not how Dragon Ball Z works. No, that's that's not this. Like, if you lose a match, you're done. Yeah. And then uh, I, I will comes say back to say that we're about to start. Yeah. Then, I, I I will say there probably was actual like fighting tournaments in real life that worked like that. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, there's definitely real world. I'm sure there's lots of, like, sports that have similar things where it's like, listen, we don't have time to exhibit, you know, 800 fights. We got to get through these. Well, so that's the <laughs> thing is, um, in at least here in, in major American sports. Yeah. Like, they are so desperate to have more games to get people to pay to come see. Right. That they will run initial early games that don't count. You know, like sure. every major sport I can think of has what's called a preseason, where like, sure, the, like we're just playing games that don't matter. Right, right, they right. They don't matter. They're just they're just kind of ways to get butts in seats a little bit, and and I guess like a, a part of the thing is also most teams have like the, so there's a, a a maximum number of players you can have on your roster, but that initial number is higher before the preseason, so that like helps coaches figure out who to cut. Yeah, I guess, but like, yeah, it, it's a thing. Yeah, but I, I guess, I, but I guess since the fighting tournament, like, is is this shit gonna be televised? I don't, I don't know how common television is is in this world because like, yeah, Bulma had <laughs> one, but if I remember right, it's not. It's just the live audience. Like they yeah. they're gonna walk out to a stadium and like there's you know yeah. yeah. But I, I guess I don't know for sure. It's televised later for sure. But I don't know. We're talking about right now? Whether or not the World Martial Arts Tournament is televised. Oh, in this canon. In, in, the, in the canon of the story. Yeah, okay. like by the end of like... <laughs> by the one in Z, it definitely is. I think it's televised. Yeah, I, I don't... There's like, enough people here and it's far enough advanced in society... That there should be. Yeah. yeah. There are some people living in the sci-fi future, so... Well, because think about it, too, though, Emily. Like, the thing in Z is that, like, nobody knows about any of the crazy shit in the world. No, but this takes place within... Like, this tournament's held within the city. No, no, it's not. Uh Uh-uh. Isn't it? Nope. They... they, I don't think they put a highlight on it in this episode, and I don't know for sure if they do in this Why did they go to a city to land? No, they... Is the airport is? They didn't. They went to, like, an like the the tournament is on like a remote island that just has the like the temple with the tournament ring in it. Huh. I see houses. I see houses around. Right, right. Like people like, people live there, but it's all like it's an island that exists for the World Martial Arts Tournament. Okay, because like what happens is they land in a city with an airport, and then they take a cab to the tournament. Yeah, I I don't know for so sure. I don't know. Later on, that it is a remote island. Well, Maybe they might have retconned it because, like, yeah, yeah they might have retconned. This, this looks like they 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 I, landed in an airport and they got a cab to this place. Right, it's I, possible yeah. they ride a cab onto a ferry and shit, but like, well, no, I know, I I, I understand they ride a cab in this episode, but I'm saying you see, and there's like, even there's a shot here that I'm seeing right now where it's I know. I'm not debating what's in this episode. Okay, I'm just trying to say that, like, in this, at least in this tournament, it's in the city, is what I'm saying. I'm, right, but I'm just saying, I think, in the greater canon, that might have been retconned or something, it's definitely, like, just an island out in the ocean. Okay, but I still feel like it's pretty popular, like, how many people are here, right? Oh, no, like, people come from around the world to come see it. It wasn't a thing where, like, the, set, the, the tournament, like, didn't really, like, people remember King Piccolo, I think. Well, that's but, what I'm saying. I don't think they do really. I don't know because the the tournaments like I thought they kind of stopped after like the la- the last one before Z starts. They kind of stopped being a thing, and then it's like a revival of it. 
Well, no, because I think the thing is that the Z fighters stopped going to them, and that's why Hercule has been, like, the reigning champion for so long. Okay. Because they There's had... already, like, pterodactyl men in these ones, though. Right. Do you think Hercule could beat up pterodactyl men, I guess, then? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think if Hercule was in Dragon Ball at this point, I don't know if he'd, like, beat Goku, but I think he wouldn't be a chump, you know? Sure. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> what, what's the name of the next episode? Uh, so the next episode is... Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're done. The next episode, I think, is called, like, Elimination Round or something. Alright. Let's, yeah. uh, let's check out some questions and set up a question tweet for next time. Let's, do you, let's, do you let's, think Hercule could have moved the giant boulder that they moved? Yeah, see, that's where it, like, like no, he definitely couldn't have, right? Yeah. I think they're definitely already outpacing Hercule, but... Well, here's, uh, here's a question. Is Where's Hercule at relative to Roshi? That's a, I mean, Roshi's pretty strong, is the thing. Uh, and we're gonna, like, learn more about how strong Roshi he is. Roshi blows uh, up a mountain. Roshi does blow up that. a whole mountain. And the Hercule thing is, like, I, I don't want to get too far... So, here's the thing. My initial instinct is that I really don't like getting deep into, like, who would win X versus X, like, right. superhero arguments and stuff like that, because it's always, like, well, it depends on who's writing it. Yeah. Um, but, like, Dragon Ball is a series with explicit, measured, numbered power levels. And yeah, it, it but at the same time, <laughs> those numbered power levels exist solely so that someone can, like, exceed them by an absurd amount and make the scouter explode. And also, you know? the power levels are, are, like, an alien thing. Yeah. And like, like the scouters are an alien thing that the Saiyans bring, but like, or Frieza's army more more accurately. Like the impression I have is that by real world standards, Hercule is like Her Hercule would be like the greatest fighter in the world if he was a real person. But in Dragon Ball world, that doesn't mean very much. Yeah, I mean, like, I just it's just because like there's already characters who are pretty fantastical in this first tournament. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense for Hercule to just be a really strong, normal guy. Right, yeah, And yeah. be able to beat these tournaments. Like, I, I think he probably could have done pretty well against, like, Pilaf Saga Goku, you know? Maybe. And, and then I think Goku has pretty well outpaced him at this point. Goku does bring down an airplane in a Pilaf Saga. No, for sure. Like, mm. I, I don't think Hercule would, like, destroy him. But I, th I, think, I think he could possibly win that fight. Maybe. Could Hercule take down a plane? <sighs> yeah, that's... I mean, remind me how he takes down a plane? How Goku does? I think, I think he, I like, think uses a Noibo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if Hercule had the power pole, he could. Yeah, that's a, that's a point. Magic weapons. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I apologize for getting so deep down that rabbit hole that I posed a question yeah. about a fight between a Dragon Ball character and a vehicle. Yeah. It's okay. That was that was a good question. Let's see. Let's see. If you had to change your name to a food pun or a clothes pun, what would your new name be? Asks Genosha Gal. Clothes pun or a food pun? Just, just skirt. Okay. Uh, oh man, burgers, good shit. Pizza. Pizza's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like this All question right. really just boils down to what's your favorite food and or clothing item? Strawberry would be a good one, too. Let's see. Strawberry, I feel like, might be one. That's the thing, is I feel like there's I mean, a lot Ichigo of... in Bleach's name is literally strawberry, but, it just, <laughs> sure. but it's not Anglicized. It's like, right, right, it's right. a Japanese word for strawberry. And also the Japanese word for 15. Yeah. Or at least like... Ichigo. Like and I think you get an easier time here. I feel like there's a lot of like foods that could very easily like, uh, like uh, especially like strawberry. Like for, hell, just berry. I think is a name. Uh, well, also I guess that there's also a dude variation of berry. But I was gonna say there's a lot more like foods that could easily transfer to a lady. Feminized name. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh... Steak. <laughs> Twisted Steven asks when they went to Z why do you think they got rid of Goku's power pole I don't know I guess they got tired of drawing it I think Didn't... like also it's off being like as like Goku's fists are way stronger at that point I mean like, at, at some point just having the leverage of the power pole would be useful like it'd just be more useful the stronger you are I don't know because it, it kind of it kind of seems like like it'd be like why aren't they using guns because they're not effective at that height of level. Like, well, right, but, like, a gun is different, because, like, a gun is only as strong as, you know, the explosion that propels it. Like, a melee weapon, as long as it doesn't break, is as strong as you can swing Maybe it. Maybe it would know? break. Maybe that's why. Well, yeah, but I'm saying they should have had an episode where it breaks, then. Okay. If that was what they were going for. Uh, Let's see what other good ones we got. Gwen asks, if power levels were a thing in Dragon Ball, what would the tournament entrance power levels be? Uh, okay, how 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 high was that? Farmer was five, right? The farmer was five. These guys are how high was like him. Piccolo? I think Piccolo and Goku were in like the four to five hundreds. Okay, I'd say they're around like fifties here. I, I might even say like hundreds, but yeah, they're yeah. they're not high. Yeah, I mean, let, let's like if we're just saying a farmer is like five, and listen gotta be pretty physically fit to be a farmer albeit right. not yeah. necessarily a warrior yeah. if you're like a real life like martial artist and a, and a pretty decently skilled one like let's say you become a black belt that's maybe a 10 and I think if you become like a world class martial artist that's I don't know that's maybe 25 sure say. yeah so and, and this is already getting a little fancy so yeah I, I think a high double digits probably seems reasonable yeah I mean listen not to not to I mean, I guess that's kind of what we do here is overthink shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're seriously speed-forcing this crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've seen a lot of people try to make justifications for, like, how the power level scale works. Because the thing is, they they give Master Roshi's power level as, I think, 300-something at some point. But the thing is, he can blow up the entire moon with that much power. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you it's, know. It's, that's the thing with this is that the thing we're running into with Dragon Ball, and it's the same thing we run into with Power Rangers over on Teenagers with Attitude, is we're applying logic to a, a property that was more or less just created on the fly. Yeah, for sure. Like there, no, like it's 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 media created yeah. with very little thought toward you know how much further it's going to go and how cohesive it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dragon Ball was pretty much supposed to be a gag manga. With some martial arts like trappings to it, yeah. you know. At the same time, no, I think the listener like knows that, and yeah, they just want us to make a bullshit no, of course. joke. Of course, <laughs> I just, kind of, just occasionally I have to stop and remind myself, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing: when I say that, that's not necessarily a knock against material, because, like, I mean, no, like, not at all. I mean, listen, if if 
if holding up to the hyper-scrutinized nerd logic was actually, you know, a thing that media had to do, then CinemaSins would be actually correct about something, and I don't want to live in right, that world. Right, exactly. Um, I, uh, then CinemaSins wouldn't be correct, but yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to do the thing I do constantly in every conversation and uh, torment all my loved ones, but this has, like, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, there's a thing with this where that's... That, Manga just has straight up plot holes where it's like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. And one thing I really appreciate about the anime is it's a very faithful adaptation. And some of those plot holes would be very easy to fix with just a few lines of dialogue changed. And they just commit to like leaving them in the anime. And I really like that. I feel like that's the right call. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like on on some level you just have to be aware of how silly the thing you're making is. And... Well, like mm-hmm. especially with like JoJo, the thing is that a lot of characters have very like weird superpowers, and a lot of times what he'll do is when someone first shows up, he will have something really surreal and strange happen that's kind of related to their superpower, but he hasn't actually sat down and thought out the rules for how it works yet. And then a few issues later, he will explain the rules. He'll be like, well, wait a second. That thing they did earlier doesn't make any fucking sense then. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, because who cares? It was cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Let's see. Uh, let's, let's do one more. We, we had you know, a handful of questions, but we, we were at an hour here. We can always come back to some of these. Uh... Cass asks, in-universe, why didn't Mr. Satan make it to this tournament? Go as wacky as possible. Uh, well, I'm not sure how old Hercule is supposed to be exactly. He's about Goku's age, right? Maybe. I mean, he he might be a little bit older, but, like, he can't be that much older because, like, Videl and Gohan are about the same age. Right, yeah, that's true. What I was going to say is he has a kid that's the same age as Goku's kid, which... I mean, you can have a kid at a wide oh, variety sure. of ages. But he I mean, might Goku had Goku... a kid relatively young. I mean, like, yeah. at, at the very end of Dragon Ball, he already looks a little bit like he looks in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and he's yeah. Like, and he's, like, 15. So he, Wait, he, he probably... Wait, is he 15 at the end of Dragon Ball? Yeah. Really? Yeah. At the... I, I really? That's, I mean, that's what I remember. Biden, we don't really know his exact age, and I mean, also that's, he's an alien. That's what I remember from, like, when I watched as a kid. Yeah, because I, I, there's definitely, like, he also goes to train with Kami for the last world tournament, and then there's, like, a time skip. Yeah, yeah, and he's, like, 15 at the end of a time skip, and, like, whoa, you grew up a lot, and then, like, and then that, and then DBZ isn't that much later, it's a little bit later, so he could have been, like, 18 when he had Goku Gohan, or 19. I, I do like, I was, was trying to look up how old Goku was in certain parts, and I do like they have date of death. And they have, like, four different dates for all the different times he's died. That's real good. Um, That's sort of a weird thing. If he dies and comes back to life, is that... Okay. um, Does he continue aging during that time, or is it just, like... Or does it just, like, unpause? Goku was introduced to Dragon Ball manga anime at approximately 11, or 12 years of age. Initially, he claims to be 14, but it is later clarified during a tournament saga that this is because Goku had trouble counting. Right, he can't count. So, So, like... I, I think like that's just that's that's just like Toriyama being like, wait, that's too old. I should retcon this. Right. Well, okay, he, was, he was born in year seven thirty seven. So I'm looking up what year the the Piccolo Junior fight uh, happens. Can you just that look up is what year a Hercule was born. Well, we could also look that up. Yeah. Shut up. 
Before you uh, okay, wait. started uh, bringing up Videl, I was actually going to say that, like, I guess he was too busy becoming a father. Like, might be a good answer. The the tournament where Goku fought Piccolo Jr. was in 756, so that means that he was, what, 20... Or no, he was 19 during that fight. Okay, I thought he was, like, younger, yeah. but maybe it was just the series I was watching. I, that, that is still pretty young for him. Yeah, like, according to this forum post, which I have no idea how this is, if this is good, it's on Game Facts, yeah. but Dragon Ball Saga, 11-12, Tihenshinhan Saga, 15, Piccolo Jr. Saga, 18, Saiyan yeah. Saga, 23. That sounds right, yeah. But I, I, regardless, Gohan's already, like, what, four? Right, so, like, they leave the world tournament and they go, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Satan was born in year... Date of birth... Does it... Uh, date of birth 736, so he's one year older than Goku. Cool. Oh, damn. Yep. There we go. We finally got there. Yeah, um... so, 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 what would... He was, he was, why wasn't he there? Because he was, like, 11. Because he was a yeah. child, and, like, yeah. he was not undergoing absurd martial arts training like Goku I was trying to remember why we yeah. were talking about his age and that's why right. he's yeah. the one answer well <laughs> like canonically I don't remember where it gets explained but Mr. Satan had a, a master who gets killed by mercenary Tao who we'll meet later in Dragon Ball and that's why Mr. Satan doesn't use any uh like fancy key moves and why he's so weak relatively because he he is convinced that his martial arts master was like the coolest guy and that mercenary Tao must have like done some kind of trickery to kill him. And so he thinks that everyone that does that kind of stuff is like a charlatan. And like, he's so in his mind, like, no, I'm, I'm the best martial artist. Cause like all these other guys are fucking cheaters. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's going to about do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to send us some more questions. Is that all the questions we have? Uh, we got more, but I mean, we've gone over an hour here. I think we should probably... We can save some of them. Hold on to those. Yeah. But if save you some of them. More, uh... I want to answer every question we get, at the, at least until we get, like, hundreds of them, which will never happen, but yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can at Hifflecast on Twitter. Uh, Emily. What, yes. what, 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 what the plug? Well, you can find me on other audience podcasts, uh, Teenagers of Attitude and Impacity of Passions, which I should really make a new one of. <laughs> and um, you can also catch me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds. Nice. Mike, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Teenagers with Attitude also, and you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Audio Entropy. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find me on some other Audio Entropy shows like Totally Reprise, Let's Place. MCU Complete Me, which is a podcast about Marvel movies and why they're bad. Not all of them are bad. Most of them are, though, so far. Uh, you can uh, watch us uh, Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Central on our YouTube channel uh, for Silver Pines, our RPG stream that we do. And you can find that at bit.ly slash Silver Pines. Um, I think that about does it. We ready to, we ready to, we ready yeah, to get yeah. out of here? Yeah, give, All give right. us that good, good announcer voice. The World Tournament is beginning next time. How's it gonna go? Oh, 
We'll find out next time on the home for infinite losers. Why was this episode called The Tournament Begins and not the next one? Duh.